the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Good morning, church. You're all welcome to the Arena of Liberty here at the Senegal Church of All Nations, Lagos, Nigeria. Please be seated in his presence. It's a wonderful thing to be in God's presence. I am Yetunde by name, an evangelist in training under my father in the Lord, my mentor, Prophet T.B. Joshua. Sincerely, I can say that no one can be successful without the help and love of a mentor. And I'm here today because of the love and help of my mentor, Prophet T.B. Joshua, to God be the glory. <laughs> to all our global viewers and Imane TV partners, we say thank you for being there for us, for joining us in changing lives, changing nations, and changing the world. May the Lord God Almighty bless you all abundantly in Jesus' mighty name. People of God, hmm, what a lovely and beautiful day to see Jesus Christ smiling at you. How many of you know that you are beautifully made, wonderfully made, and fearfully made for the glory of God? As the psalmist says in the book of Psalm 139 verse 14, how many of you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made for the glory of God? How many of you? Yes, if you have a proof of that. I mean, if you are a proof of that, wave your hands to the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. And thank you for your grace. Because of this, you can sing with me. You make my life so beautiful. So beautiful. And that's you are. You have made me here and there. There's nothing greater than this. That's where I love you. You can sing with me. You make my life so beautiful. Are you beautiful today? And I still are. You have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than thee. That's why I. 
To God be the glory. Please be seated in His presence. The Bible made me to understand that a child of God who is fearfully and wonderfully made for God's glory would say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. But people of the world would arrogate all the honor to themselves rather than to God, projecting themselves as the brains behind their blessings. And this confirmed what the book of Habakkuk 2 verse 4 says. It says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the lives of the righteous, I mean, the righteous ones will live by their faith. Hmm. This same act makes it clear that a conscious sinner is one who knows what is sinful, but does them at the same time makes excuses for them. Furthermore, a conscious sinner always blames his problem on his circumstances. And as Christians, we need to know that we are responsible for whatever we give our attention to. The Bible says David knew that even in his splendor, he would not have a share in the kingdom of God unless he was cleansed. Even though David sinned against God, Yes, he had a backup, which is called grace. And this is why the book of 1 John 4 verse 4 says that a man of faith is led by an indwelling spirit of grace, which is greater than he who dwells in the world. In other words, blessed is the man who makes Christ his source. For he will see the reason for his believing, even in hard times. People of God, no one should credit himself with glory. No one should do what? Should credit himself with glory. In his presence, we have fullness of his grace. In his presence, we have his mercy. We have his peace and comfort. Like I said, David knew that even in his splendor, he would not have a share in the kingdom of God unless he was cleansed. Therefore, no man must credit himself with glory. Did you once feel so close to God and now feel so distant? Remember, God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So come and let me encourage you with this message titled, God can make you fit for it. Turn to your neighbor and say, God can make you fit for it. God can make you fit for it. But I need to ask you some questions. Do you run your race with the Lord in fear or in boldness? How do you run your race? What race are you running? What is that mountain 
before you. Are you neglecting your calling, your responsibilities, your duties, or your functions as a result of one reason or the other? Are you capitalizing on your poor family background? Saying, oh, how can I make it in this family? There's so much poverty in this family. I've written series of tests. I failed them all. I've encountered series of interviews. I failed them all. How can I make it? This sickness is killing everyone in the family. How can I survive it? How can I? The family is not known. I have no connection. I don't think I can be called for the job. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think. Or maybe you are capitalizing on your low educational profile. Brethren, in spite of all these reasons known to you, let me tell you one thing. Never you doubt God's ability to put you over. Therefore, do not allow Satan to make you lose your strength in God. Because when temptation comes, we can only survive it by the strength of the Most High God, who promised never to allow the enemy of our soul to tempt us beyond what we can bear. Now, let us take a look at one of the greatest biblical characters in our proofs today. In the book of Exodus 4, from verse 10 to 12. Exodus 4. Exodus is immediately after the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. If you are there, let's read together. The book of Exodus 4, from verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Verse 11. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing or the blind have not I the Lord verse 12 now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say so impressive don't you ever say so impressive I love that now I want to ask you a question from the Bible text that we just read, if you don't mind, sir, I just want to ask a question. May I have your attention? Was Moses fit for the assignment? At first, he feared for the assignment, hence he was asking God, saying he's a stammer, he cannot talk. If Moses was, no, was capable of doing the assignment, would God continue further with him? No, he wouldn't. But the power was from God, hence he's the one who said he is with his mouth and is empowering to go and talk. Which means God made him fit for what? Yes. He made him faithful, yes. Remember the topic of our message? 
God can what? Make you fit for it. Moses tried hard to excuse himself from God. And this is exactly the problem today. The fear of life uncertainties have deprived many of reaching their destiny in life. Moses tried hard to excuse himself because he believed that he lacked two vital things which are essential characteristics of great leaders. Number one, the power of oratory. I mean, ability to speak. Number two, the power of boldness. Charisma. But little did he realize that God often chooses his messengers who have the least advantages of natural talent. When Jesus Christ sent his apostles to preach the good news, he poured upon them his spirit to enable them to speak with tongues the wonderful works of God Almighty. Remember, Christ's apostles were not orators until the Spirit himself came upon them and made them fit for the commission. Remember the message once again. God can make you fit for it. Talk to your neighbor. God can make you fit for it. When God called Moses in the burning bush for the assignment to lead to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. He quickly expressed his inadequacies and unfitness for the assignment, but God made him fit for it. This tells you and I that God knows who you were, who you are, and who you shall be. He knows your true character. He knows your weakness. He knows your strength, your limitation. It is the Holy Spirit poured upon God's servants that makes them fit for the assignment given to them. If you are called for whatever you are doing, in anything at all, God will make you fit for it. And if you take action in obedience to God, you will prosper. And whatever trials or tribulation you may face or you may encounter in your way, we only strengthen your desire and your determination for Him. Do you believe that? In His Word, we have His peace. So, people of God, don't let the magnetic attraction of worldly pleasures draw you away from God. I mean, vainglorious pursuits. In the case of Paul and Silas, body pain counted for nothing. Instead of the beating and humiliation they received in the hands of the Roman officials and the mob to make them abandon their faith, instead, their experiences make them to believe God the more. They trust in God the more. They pray the more and they praise God the more. This means in the face of life threats, you too can continue to do your assignment for God. In the book of Acts, 
16 from 23 to 25. Take time to read that. When Paul and Silas, when they were imprisoned at Philippi, when their backs were raw from beating, the Bible says they sang hymns singing hallelujah hallelujah for the lord god almighty of depression rejection bitterness despair and self-pity they remember one thing that the only thing that keeps us from despairing is not what we see but what we believe I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor the only thing that keeps us from despairing is not what we can see but what we believe which means no matter the affliction no matter the insult no matter the embarrassment no matter the name calling we too can decide how we respond to our situations because our response determines our future no matter the affliction no matter the insult you are facing the embarrassment the name calling you too can decide how you respond to it because your response determines your future 
in the case of Stephen, the fear of being stoned did not make him abandon his faith. The more he was stoned, the more he became stronger in his faith, in his belief and conviction. People of God, if we maintain a relationship with God through faith, this will enable us to pray the more, to endure the more, and to overcome all the tests and hardships that confront our daily lives. Do you know that? As a Christian, if we maintain a relationship with God through faith, this will enable us to pray the more, endure the more, and to overcome all the tests and hardship that confront our daily life. You see, the death of Stephen only seemed like death, but it was not. It was a transition towards God. I mean, not a period, but a comma. The prison condition experienced by Paul and Silas only seemed like jail, but it was not. The enemies could only confine them in the prison cell, but they could not shut them out of the throne of mercy and communion with God. That is why we are all here today, enjoying the mighty grace, the sacrifices of the apostles to God be the glory. Once again, the death of Stephen only seemed like death, but it was not. It was a transition towards God. The prison condition experienced by Paul and Silas only seemed like jail, but it was not. The enemy could only confine them in the prison cell, but they could not shut them out of the throne of mercy and communion with God Almighty. So if God's given vision in your life is opposed, laughed at, or misunderstood, don't worry. Don't worry. There will be a compulsion, I mean a driving force that you cannot resist. This compulsion will make you to go on and on and on and on and on because God has already made you fit for the assignment. Where God leads, where God leads, He guides. When God leads you to a place of honor, brethren, you will be honored in a place where God Almighty will glorify His name in your life. Because you need to know the value of your trials. In the midst of it, God will take you to a place where His name will be glorified in your life. Now listen. When God leads you to a place of battle, 
you will fight and defeat your enemies like David did. I can't hear you say amen. Is that true for your life? When God leads you to a place of forgiveness, your sins will be forgiven like the adulterous woman without judgment. Let me tell you something about God's forgiveness. You see, when God forgives your sins, He does not sweep them under the carpet. You can see this carpet? God does not sweep them under the carpet. Instead, He completely washes you away and sees you as if you have never seen before. That is why God never consults our past to determine our future. Because he's a forward looker, not a backward looker. He said, my God is a forward looker. Not a backward looker. My God is a forward looker. Not a backward looker. When God leads you to a place of joy, I can't see you, so you have to rise to your feet. I said, when God leads you to a place of joy, your joy will know no bounds. Like Mary and Martha, when their brother Lazarus was raised from the dead, when God leads you to a place of abundance, you will have more than you desire. Like the widow of Zarephath, when the Lord leads you to a place of salvation, you and your household will be saved and you will stand to testify like Joshua, saying, as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord forever. Is that true for your life? Show your excitement in His presence. God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with we. Some power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with we. Some power and love. Our God is an awesome.
Obedi glory. It is time for me to sum up. I need to round up my message. You may be seated in his presence. The word of God is a spirit that creates material things. The word of God is a spirit that creates material things and is capable of quickening and strengthening us spiritually to make us fit for whatever assignment. Because as a proclaimer, under the supervision of God, we do the word, we act the word, we live in the word, and we trust implicitly in the word. Knowing fully well that God and his throne are backing our every word up. And this gives us a quiet and restful confidence that it can make us fit for his assignment. So in the face of life threats, continue to do your good work, your assignment for his sake. People of God, in our weakness, God's strength quickens and energizes us. Because it can make us fit for whatever assignment given to us. And I pray that may God Almighty in his infinite mercy continue to give you the abundant grace. Because grace in the soul is a new life in the soul. May you never lose his grace of fitness in whatever assignment given to you as a member of household of faith. May the Lord bless his word in your heart in Jesus' name.